Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman alongside my colleague Ryan O'Halloran out here at Dove Valley day after the Broncos outlasted the Chargers, I guess you could say. 23-20, to last second field goal by Brandon McManus. He was 3-for-3 on the day, but hey, big news out here in Broncos country on Monday morning, afternoon should I say. Yes, Drew Locke in his first career NFL start getting the win, but veteran Derek Wolf done for the season. This after posting a career high seven sacks, uh, it's a big blow for them, and it's in the, obviously the final year of his contract with Denver. Yeah, even when this team wins a game, they lose a guy. Uh, Wolf dislocated his elbow. Friendly fire. He was falling to the ground. Mike Purcell nose tackle crashed into him. When you go knee versus elbow, knee wins. And it did. Um, you know, Wolf told me after the game last night that he's hoping that nothing's torn where he needs surgery and a long rehab. But it seems like if, if they're ruling him out for the season, you know, Vic said likely out. Well, you don't throw that out there without thinking that's where it's headed. You know, I think he's still a priority for the Broncos to re-sign, but um, I don't think this will impact that money very much. But, you know, he wanted to get to 10 sacks. He's never gotten that. He got seven, which is still a career high. But, you know, the thing Derek does is he takes up space. You know, he frees up other guys to get free runs at the quarterback, plays a ton of snaps. He leads the defensive line in that category. So this is an opportunity for Demarcus Walker to be active again. Adam Gotts is to play more snaps. Draymond Jones to play more snaps. So, um, you know, it's a loss. But attrition happens in this game, so you got you got you you got to feel good about your depth on the D line because those guys are going to play a lot more. Yeah, Draymond Jones had his first career interception, a nicely read screen pass against the Chargers where he picked off Rivers, uh, looking for him to do more of that. And he acknowledged after the game, "Hey, as a rookie, it's been hard, you know, not seeing the field." all that much and trying to find the rhythm well like you said he'll have more opportunity to do just that uh shift gears a little bit we'll come back to some more injuries most notably Von Miller Juwan James but Drew Locke uh Vic said again as he said several times not ready to put him in Canton just yet but a very good serviceable serviceable start for the rookie in his debut yeah I mean the bar was set low as survival and I thought he, you know, he showed decent awareness, did not take a sack, did not get hit. You know, he showed the arm strength, showed the ability to keep some plays alive. You know, what I asked Vic on Monday was how was the pre-snap operation? You didn't see a lot of, you know, operational errors, timeouts being called, delay games. He said that really stood out because, as he said, he made a good point. Before you make those throws, before you make those plays, you got to know what the play is. You have to have everybody in the right spot, protections, routes, audibles, etc. So I think it was a positive first step. Um, as one player said after the game, uh, they you know, took the ball out of his hands a little bit toward the end, uh, maybe the last two and a half quarters, and got. I think they got conservative trying to sit on that lead. And Vic defended that saying, hey, you know, some of those third and shorts, third and one, third and two, we thought the best option was to run it, and they got stuck. Yeah, and, and I don't disagree with the third and, one, third and one run call when that's what you want to be as an offense. Right church, wrong pew, as they say. Um, you pitch it out to uh, Philip Lindsay. Melvin Ingram wasn't blocked. Uh, Melvin Ingram is going to make that stop nine times out of ten, and that was one of those nine times. So um, what I did like what Fangio said today, he clarified a little bit the end-of-game situation. Yesterday I got the feeling that the offensive coaches were saying, take it to overtime, Vic. Take a knee. Let's do that. Let's wait. Well, as it turns out, Rich Gangarello was more of a question for Vic. Do you want me to take a knee? And that's when Vic said no. Vic said, hey, let's try something over the middle. 
Rich said, hey, I don't really like any of those. Let's take a shot down the sideline and see what happens. Well, a good thing happened. Got the pass interference that Sutton drew. His 10th penalty drawn in the last seven games. That means he's got the respect of the officials. That means he's getting the ball thrown his way. So those are free yards, and then McManus uh, hits it through the upright. You talked to McManus after the game in the press conference. Was he still ticked off over the end of the first half? He definitely wasn't apologizing. Uh, Cliss from Nine News, of course, first question, hey, uh, you know, saw a little thing at the end of the half. Did you apologize to Coach? And, yeah, Brandon was like, no, didn't apologize. And it was it was great, his response to, uh, you know, Vic's reasoning for not letting him want to take, not wanting him to take the kick, was because he didn't want his mechanics to, to get messed up. He said he's seen kickers in the past attempt very long field goals, and then later in the game their mechanics are all out of whack or whatever. Uh, and McManus basically, with a rhetorical question, said, "Does a hail mary affect how a quarterback throws?" <laughs> I just thought it was the most just perfect little dig that, and of course, taking the field at halftime to attempt. 65 yarders from that yeah. very spot. Um, I didn't mind Brandon's outburst. He threw his helmet. He did not direct anything toward the head coach. Where I would challenge Vic on his statement about the mechanics is I think he was more concerned about a long kick with a low trajectory, a better chance to get blocked. And I think Vic, the defensive coach, is saying, hey, they're up 17-10. Let's not make this a tie game with a you know a special teams mishap, which this team has had a lot of. And you know, I think Vic made the good point is it wasn't desperation time. Um, should you know they probably should have tried tried a hail mary instead of what they did. They got Cortland Sutton 33 free yards. So, but I think two weeks ago McManus really was hard on himself as he probably should have for missing that kick against Minnesota, which would have put them in position for him to win the game with a kick. Instead, they had to score a touchdown, which they failed on. You know, then he made one last week. So, um, you know, all is well that ends well, so to speak. But what hasn't gone well is the right tackle position, specifically Juwan James. Let's start with him. Then we'll get to Miller. James, 32 snaps. I asked Vic, I said, is your patience running thin? And with the curt reply, Vic says. (laughs) We expect him to play this week. Translation. Yes, it is being tested, and we need him to get out there because he has a full participant practice last week. Healthy scratch. He did say that if James plays and starts, he will not play every snap, so Eli Wilkinson would probably rotate in. The key for this line is, okay, Ron Leary, the right guard, is in the concussion protocol. If he's ruled out for the week, do they have Eli Wilkinson start at right guard, which is where he finished the year last year? Or do they like Austin Schlotman, who played nine snaps there? Do they like him enough to, okay, let's not upset two positions. Let's just plug Schlotman in for for Larry. So um, Von Miller's streak ended yesterday with a knee injury. uh, Vic addressed him. Vic said it's it's semi on the table that Miller could play this week. So, and he, again had not missed a game since 2013 so quite the uh, streak of durability snapped there obviously Vaughn a guy who wants to get back on the field and especially as he's projecting towards career t- career low totals in sacks again first in orange podcast Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran talking the Broncos 23-20 win over the Chargers they move to four and eight on the season and we mentioned it just a little bit obviously he was involved all throughout out the game continues to draw penalties make big plays when it doesn't count at the end of the first half and when it does count uh with those two touchdowns obviously Cortland Sutton seems like he's on track uh towards a pro, pro bowl campaign or at least he's in the very discussion yeah I mean his numbers would suggest that he should be in the running for the AFC team and 
I th- what what I liked about what the Broncos coaches did, you know, I get emails calling me a coward because I don't criticize Rich Gangarello enough. Well, the people who use profanity, you're not getting an email back from the big fella, but I digress. Um, I think they used last week in Buffalo as a learning experience. Okay, Traverius White is an elite corner for the Bills. Let's try and find ways to, you know, get Sutton away from maybe the top corner. That said, all his big plays yesterday were against Casey Hayward, who's a very good corner for the Chargers. So uh, what I like is the offense, without without calling it forced, they went to him a lot and try to devise personnel formations where you can try to get a lot of one-on-one stuff. Even if it's Sutton against the number one corner, if it's just that one, you should like your chances as the first touchdown indicated. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Stay tuned with us at denverpost.com slash Broncos throughout the week and the rest of the season. Drew Sember heating up here, and we'll be headed to Houston and then Kansas City. A couple big tests come up for the Broncos. We'll break down more on those matchups, specifically the showdown in Houston on a later episode here of the first in Orange podcast. Till next time, folks, take it easy.